You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. talking about Janis Joplin, Pearl. In the room, I have Rob. Hello. Ben. Hello. And John. Hello. Pearl is the second and final solo studio album by Janis Joplin, released posthumously on Columbia Records January 11th, 1971. The producer was Paul A. Rothschild, and the genre is blues rock, soul blues, R&B, and funk rock. And I'll read from the book, Jim Harrington. In her too brief career, Janis Joplin seemed to teeter permanently on the precipice of self-destruction. As with Billie Holiday, it was Joplin's struggle with drug addiction and relationship woes that made her blues sound so convincing. Yet the singer seemed to be in the process of writing her personal ship when she went into the studio to record Pearl. Having gone gold with the 1968 Cheap Thrills, Joplin had left Big Brother and assembled a more versatile full-tilt boogie band. She also seemed ready to settle down and was engaged. Pearl is a convincing argument that Joplin might not have only been the premier blues singer of the era, but the premier singer of the day, starting with the full tilt boogie assault of Move Over and continuing with the mournful Cry Baby, Joplin displays astonishingly vocal versatility as she fills her words with tangible drama and passion. Listening to the Chop showdown on A Woman Left Lonely, it is hard not to draw comparisons with all-time greats Bessie Smith. Released after her death, Pearl would top the charts and forever secure the singer's legacy. All right, what do we think of Pearl? I was really impressed by Pearl. Yeah? Yeah. Have you I, heard it before? Or? No, no. Just I, kind of the I, hits? I knew the hits. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, I, I, I went into it with an open mind, but I wasn't really expecting to be wowed. And I was. I was. This is... I don't love everything going on on every track of this album, but all in all, yeah, that she she's great. That band is fire, shit hot. Yeah, is that band, and the the production is good. Like the band and she both sound really clean. Mm -hmm. Yeah, dude uh, who was working for the Doors uh, is the producer on it. Yeah, Rothschild. Yeah, and he's the one that walked out on the Doors, right? He's like, this is some lounge ass bullshit. Yeah, gonna go hang out with Janis Joplin, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The other review that I, I considered uh, reading it, it brought up a good point of it. Like, really lets Janice like shine. Like, the band is super tight, but when it needs to lay back, like for her vocals, the production it makes perfect sense. Yep. So it you I, I feel like you couldn't get better than this for her. Like, there's no, there's really nothing else you can do to to like let her shine. Other than have this awesome backing band, and like letting her just do her her thing. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if anything proves to me that Big Brother and the holding company was holding her back from, like... Pun intended? No, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm not that clever. Uh, no, like, it, it, the difference a band makes for a singer of that caliber is heavily on display with this record. Like, she just... her, She shines the way she should have yeah. the entire time. And uh, yeah. I was really sad to hear that she was dead before it came out. She was dead but, before they were done. I know that really <laughs> bummed me out. I was listening to like the in, like the one instrumental track, and I was like, "Man, this is a pretty pretty tight rock song here." I wonder why Janice is singing. <laughs> oh, she died the day before. <laughs> yeah, and, and like the the two with well, the song two songs I knew best off of it, like uh, me and Bobby McGee and Mercedes Benz. She died like. Two or three days after recording those. Yeah, Mercedes-Benz was her last song she ever recorded. And, uh, so me and Bobby McGee, uh, you know, uh, uh, Chris Christopherson, he, he wrote mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And at some point he sang it to her, and she liked it, and she had to, decided to record it. He didn't know that she had decided to record it, and that had completed recording it, and the first time he became aware that she had recorded it oh, and heard man. it for the first time was the day after she died. Jesus. That's and I'm sure that was an emotional day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I didn't I had no idea. That's incredible. Yeah, and me and Bobby McGee was the the smash hit on this whole yep. album. It's her I think it was her only number one single. Yep. And it's the second posthumous number one on the Billboard charts. Second two uh, uh, sitting on the dock of the bay, Otis Redding. Which means that has already happened, which means we didn't cover fucking Dock of the Bay what by the Otis Redding. <laughs> this fucking book! The, and, and you know, we've said before, well, you know, the soul, the soul records, it was kind of a singles thing. Dock of the Bay was a fucking album, and that album's good. And it may not have been, like, they did, they pulled some, like, unreleased stuff and some B-sides to, to fill it out. But it plays like an album, yeah. you know, and it has every right to be. Why are you guys all looking at me? <laughs> yeah, because I can't just look at a book. You know? Here, I'll hold it up. Glare at something, Perch. Give it a little like punch or something. Right. <laughs> uh, just it, it's it. It seems to. I'm seeing a pattern where we're just we're not getting into soul like we should. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, hopefully that trend does not continue through yeah. through like uh, later soul funk. I I do feel like it's a bit rock heavy. We seem to be so getting far. into funk okay, yeah. at least at this point. By 1971, I can't think of anything blatantly in the funk scene that we're missing. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, well, I mean, fucking Fella Cootie's gonna be coming up pretty soon. Yeah, like, yeah. So, what song are we listening to right here? Uh, this is a woman left lonely, I believe. Yeah. This is one of the uh, we we were talking uh, the last episode about uh, Funkadelic's use of organ, which was just choice enough. Uh, this particular track, I think, also is a a band that's just allowing it to do enough and not just like overpower. Like I think it's a yeah. really really well nuanced uh, organ track. He probably probably picked all a lot of that up from the doors too. Like knowing how to dial like well I'm sure the players know how to dial it in, but he knows how to layer. Mhm. How to put just enough. You mind if we dive deep on the full tilt boogie band? Let's do it. Okay. So uh the full tilt boogie, boogie band uh, existed pre-Janus. 
uh, and it used to be spelled T-I-L-L-T, uh, named after John Till, who was the band leader. Uh, John Till uh, is a Canadian dude, and he grew up playing in the local bands and playing the circuits, and he was recruited by Ronnie Hawkins to join the Hawks after all of the Hawks quit and started backing Dylan as the band. Yep. Uh, so Ronnie Hawkins needs to replace his entire band, and he pulls on John Till and a few other players of the area, and and eventually, uh, like uh, th- that band parts ways, and John Till, I think he saves a few of those guys and flushes it out, and they become the full tilt boogie band, and they're a bit of like a band for hire type of thing. Uh, it's and it so uh, then meanwhile the the industry, the label, the man, has convinced Janis Joplin that the time has come to part ways with Big Brother and their holding company, and they want to put together some people that they know and trust to be her backing band. Uh, this John Till has been playing with Ronnie Hawkins. Uh, he's, like People in the music industry know him. So they pick him and some other guys to become the Cosmic Blues Band, Cosmic with a K, and they back her on the album Mama, I Got Them Cosmic Blues Again. And I think they're the band that's playing with her on Woodstock. Yeah. And uh, Janice doesn't really vibe with that band too much. She thinks a lot, uh, at least a few of the members are are squares. Like uh, the Big Brother guys were not. Uh, Janice uh, fires her entire band except for John Till. And John Till convinces her just to take on the Full Tilt Boogie Band as her band. He agrees to drop uh, one of the L's from Full Tilt. So now it's just Janice's band. And Janice loves the Full Tilt Boogie Band, and she finally feels like she's got her band. You know, like like Dylan had the band. Like she like like this was the beginning for Janice. And then talk about fucking untimely deaths. Yeah, man. And and also uh, just from the pers- I was thinking of the per- from the perspective of John Till. So he joins the Hawks because all the Hawks got recruited by Dylan. So Ronnie Hawkins has proven himself to be a breeding ground for talent. And sure enough, he plays with Ronnie Hawkins, and now he's playing with Janis Joplin, like the fastest rising star. And she's recruited his whole band, and they're recording this fantastic album. And she's dead. Yep. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> do you know if he ever went on to do anything? The Full Tilt Boogie Band broke up. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Jeez. is really strange for me too because I, I go back and forth I'm like I don't know how I feel about it I feel I feel like the band is so tight that it's it's hard to deny but at the same time I'm just not totally on board 
It's like Is it a style question? I think so. Is really? the boogie too tilted? <laughs> it's not tilted. Well, I mean it's fully tilted. Yeah. <laughs> it can be less tilted. <laughs> yeah, I mean like But it is a particular Janis Joplin has a particular style. You yeah. know, and like if you're not if you're not ready to, to fall into that mood, it's it's a it's a tough place to be sometimes. Like, you know, she she is she her Janis Joplin's style is very unique. Yeah. When you hear her, you know that it's absolutely 100% very easily, immediately, it is her. And sometimes you might not want to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I can feel that. But I don't know. It's it's kind of undeniable. Her talent is undeniable. The band is undeniable. The tunes are undeniable. It's just, do you want to hear her? Yeah. There's a few places on this album. I've gotten... I've gotten that from Janice's performance before, like with the Big Brother stuff. And I'm, I'm honestly not familiar with the Mama, I Got Them Cosmic <laughs> Blues Again album. I'm sure it's great. How many uh, times did she <laughs> tell her mama? Like, at least once before. How many times did she got them Cosmic Blues? <laughs> at least once. Right? Uh, but th- this album, I I don't so much get the the... I don't want to call it cringe factor of like, because uh, uh, sometimes her voice is kind of abrasive. I don't get that much on this album, but I do get it in a few parts, like near the end of A Woman Left Lonely, just the, the exaggerated vibrato, like on the vocals, that affectation, just it's a little thick yeah, for, for my taste. But I would say 80% of her performance on this album, I, I don't get that. And I am prone to that. Yeah, me too. And I, I found this one to be way more like her on point and like yeah. the nuance was there and like it uh, dialed in, I guess is a word. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Like her, her vocals are very much like, bah! like yeah. right, right where they need to be. Hmm. Um, and yeah, man, this fucking band. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, we're in. Uh, we're listening to "Buried Alive in the Blues." Yeah. Right now. <laughs> the instrumental. That- she she was dead by the. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can you can almost hear where it's she like was okay dead when she was buried. Right. Yeah. By the blues. Everyone had the blues. Yep. I'm wondering since it was, you know, a matter of days, and who knows like what order they're working things. I wonder if they had already recorded the instrumental track and she just hadn't yeah. done her vocal. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. So like, I don't think they're recording this music that we hear after she died. I, I think it was just, this is what they had. Right, there was waiting right. for her to put yeah. vocals on. I think somebody, I forget who, someone had written this, had written vocals for it, mm-hmm. was asked, did he want to sing on it? And he was like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad, I, 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 an instrumental track, I'm going to eat my words. I'm going to say an instrumental track uh, can't hurt an album. And I'm sure that there's plenty of examples <laughs> to prove me wrong. But in general, an instrumental track on a vocals album, I don't mind at all. It just, it, it kind of like gives me, it gives it a little bit of air. I feel like this was a, a what's the end of side one, right? Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels like a bit of an intermission song. Like it's maybe, like, maybe. it's like a, yeah. Well, and you know, it, like it, it, especially it back di- in the day, dynamic too to to carry the song through, and it's only what two. It's like two thirty. Yeah, yeah. So, it's, it's, yeah. It's pop song length. Yeah, it, it, especially like back in the day, like it, when bands would just be playing for like two hours at a club. It's not uncommon for a band to do an instrumental track while the singer can you know catch breath, have a glass of water, something yeah. like that. And often it's like an intermission type of time. Yeah. So. Go shoot up in the toilet. Yep, yep. 
What? What? She got a heroin overdose. I made a really funny joke on the internet earlier about it. You made a really funny joke about dying of a heroin overdose. I thought it was very funny with my greater than, less than sign, Big Brother Holding Company, and uh, and uh, the full oh, boogie no, band. Oh, oh no, I, I actually did laugh yeah. at that. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, J- Joplin was found dead. Room 105, the Landmark Hotel, Los Angeles, after a heroin overdose. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> the, the hotel was later renamed the Highland Gardens. And after she died, she left $1,500 in her will for a funeral party. It was held at the Lion Chair uh, in California, uh, October 26, 1971, and the Grateful Dead performed. That is a that's fucking, awesome. That's a pro move, man. Yep. yep. That is that is cool. Should all put that into our own little party, party um, clause. Yeah, we'll, we'll call it our our posthumous writer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be plenty of chips. <laughs> plenty of chips. No dip. No dip. <laughs> Dry chips. Right. Enjoy your salt. That's right. Your morning content. Uh, I did have a, like another like weird fact about her. I mean, there was. There's plenty to go around, including like Jim Morrison once like picked her up and she hit him with, in the head with a whiskey bottle, uh, oh, man. and all sorts of other Is like that the exploits. E- next so. whiskey bottle he was talking about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're in 2019. Someone would have filmed that, and that's what I want to see. Yeah, in the <laughs> whiskey bottle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and her idol was uh, Bessie Smith. Um, famous blues singer, and when Joplin found out that uh, Smith was buried in an unmarked grave, she bought a headstone that read, the greatest blues singer in the world will never stop singing. That's awesome. Yeah. An undeniable talent that was dumb enough to kill herself. How old was she? She went 27. It's a number. Yeah. 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 Um, So that means Morrison's going pretty soon, right? Or is he already dead? Uh, We've covered his last album. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's right yeah, around he's the dead And do we have any more Jimmy? Because he went to Paris. Jimmy's dead. Jimmy's gone too. Jimmy's gone. Jimmy's, yeah. dead. Jimmy's been gone. Yeah. Do you think Joplin would have? I think Jimmy definitely. Uh, it's some sort of like it cemented the sort of legacy. Do you think Jop or Janis Joplin? Not to say that Jimmy Hendrix is not a fucking amazing guitarist. I think I've raved so much about him. But do you think it helped that she uh, died so young? Are you asking if it's better to burn out or to fade away? <laughs> In this particular uh, circumstance, not. yes. I'm saying, does it does it always help or can it hinder? I don't know if it could hinder. Yeah. I would have loved to have seen what would have happened had she been around for like the like the beginnings of punk. Like, oh yeah. yeah, I would have loved that too. There also probably would have been a disco phase, and like it's like, oh. you know, you just you take the bitter with the sweet. She, I don't <laughs> think so. She might have. Felt, Who knows? Raymond Zarek. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. It's Bert. true. Ray, yeah. Raymond Zarek never fell into the disco stuff, and he was the one that was. Am I saying the name right? Yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm yeah. just. We're just thinking about it. Yeah. I, I don't think. I don't think she would have. Uh, and if he, she did, you bring up a very good point, though. She was really into drugs, and if she would have continued the drugs, who knows? The album would have pushed right. her. The, it could the have label been could have anything. pushed her. Yeah. So, 
I mean, Johnny so, like, Cash I, was really into I, drugs, I, I, too, I, buddy. I, I, I would have Johnny Cash was really into yeah. uh, drugs, I, I said too. Johnny Cash, and I was like, also true. I don't remember any disco Johnny Cash. No, but there was some very bad 80s Cash. I'm a nut. 59, I absolutely would... Love to hear what else Janis Joplin could have done, especially w- with a band like this backing her. Yeah. But to die at the top of your game after m- 90% completing a very classic album can't hurt your legacy. Yeah. Especially, well, it was a question. I think wow. it's a, an important question when when we're talking about a book is, you know, it's a finite number. Right? I think this album would be in the book it regardless. Sti- I think it would still, that was my next question. Only I think it would it, still it, be in the book. It would have vocals on all ten tracks. Would me and Bobby McGee yeah. still have been a number one hit? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a it's a good song. It was a, it's a, good yeah, song. It a tried and true song. It had already been a hit a few times. Like Roger Miller had a hit mm-hmm. with it. Chris Christopherson recorded his own version in 70. And then she goes out, I, and it, and now it's her song. I have you know? to say though, I do not think it would have hit as hard. Oh, probably not. But I think her death projected the the sales. But, but not saying her recording of the song just oozes like fucking what it is the panache. Yeah. You know, is like, it supposed it, to be Bobby McGee and I? It would. It would be. Well, in which <laughs> are you, are you <laughs> talking about grammar, grammar Nazi? <laughs> Chris Christopherson? I'm simply asking the questions no one else is brave enough to ask. Bobby McGee. You should write this song. Bobby Robert McGee, McGee and I. Robert. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it wouldn't necessarily always be I, depending on the context. Uh, well, me and Bobby McGee. Well, Bobby McGee and me. <laughs> no one oh, says me. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but you yeah. could say... Bobby McGee and me, depending on the context. Yeah, let's <laughs> like, like, like Marley and me, or yeah. like Mac and me, right? Like I, yeah, oh, hey. exactly. Yeah. All right, who was down at the McDonald's? Bobby McGee and me, just those two drifters in love. <laughs> exactly, Mac <yeah>. and me, <laughs> <laughs> who threw that wheelchair kid off the cliff? Bobby McGee <laughs> and me. <laughs> uh, it did. What was it? It peaked at number one. Quadruple uh, platinum, right? Holding the spot for nine weeks, and it certified quadruple platinum. Yeah. Yeah. This album also I, contains a song of great social and political import. <laughs> yes. Well, she says. She goes, Oh, and uh, now I'm going to uh, sing a song of great social and political yeah, import, and goes into Mercedes, Mercedes Benz. Benz. Yeah. <laughs> or she ended up like, thanks, guys. <laughs> like, in something real simple, <laughs> like, that's all I got? Yeah. <laughs> 
And it, it, Mercedes Benz is is unaccompanied, right? It's just yeah, her. Just acapella. Like, just, and yeah. they, uh, she she picking it all with that, or is it just acapella? It's it's acapella. It's full acapella. I think on one of the reissues, they reissued it with a bit of backing instruments mm-hmm. just to kind of flesh it out a little well, bit. Well, like it's been covered by like Dolly Parton and I think other folks, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's really. I, I, it's clever in its simplicity, like and and the it being uh, a cappella just really hammers that point home. It, it could have an orchestra behind it, and it's still just such a simple song. I like it. I think it was it, it was inspired by ah oh, I forget his name. Uh, it was a, a poem by a, a beat poet, and like the f- like the first line is some amalgam of oh oh. God, buy me a Mercedes Benz. And it has that cadence. And Janis Joplin liked that song. And uh, her and like one of her buddies who would write with her got into like a, like a writing jam. A jam as in like, hey man, we're jamming. And uh, they were just riffing and they were they were just putting new couplets uh, uh, over that same cadence. And then just kind of like, apparently he was just writing them all down on cocktail napkins. And they just kind of picked a few of them, whittled them down, made a nice little ditty. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, the covers, uh, I looked up the cover versions, and there's literally 50 different cover versions, including Elton John, uh, The Supremes, Guns N' Roses, uh, yeah, and plenty more. Jackal. Jackal? (laughs) They play lead chainsaw Jackal? (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, how do we feel about the album? I, I like it. Yeah, I is, like that, it. is that a positive? Yeah, or? I would rec- I would recommend this album. Okay. Yeah, I'd never heard it before, and I was I was really impressed. Yeah, definitely a positive. Hmm. I. Man, I don't know. I don't know if I can go full. I feel like um, I'm probably still like a neutral. It's you can be just, a styrofoam in the punch bowl. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> styrofoam. <laughs> an ice cube. Um, I like those in a punch bowl. Yeah. But I just feel like it has this sort of, like, polish on it that I feel like doesn't lend itself quite to exactly what I, what I want. I don't know. It's it, no denying that she's, she's a great talent and that a lot of the songs are, are really good, but it's not, like, it just isn't tipping all the way over for me to say, oh, yeah, absolutely, of course. So... The fact that I have to sort of like dig into it and concentrate means that I'll just say neutral on it. But still, I think it would be in the book. Deserves to be in the book. Yeah, no, I, I, I say burn your big brother and holding company records <laughs> and just put, pick this one up because it's the only one that matters. Honest hmm. to God, it's it's the best her voice has ever sounded and never will sound. And uh, everyone else is dumb. So positive. Okay, I've got a closing thought. Sure. Uh, do you think that the song Mercedes Benz, as popular as it is, is available on like karaoke CDs? And if so, is it just like two minutes of silence? <laughs> I think. That's I, <laughs> good question. I mean, is "Don't Worry, Be Happy"? That's yeah, like yeah, that's at least got multiple multiple tra- multiple vocal tracks. I, yeah, yeah. For for the uh, for for my pending nuptials, I will see if the karaoke. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll do that. All right, next time we'll be talking about Fela Kuti and the African Seventy featuring Ginger Baker with their album Live. All right, thanks, y'all. Oh Lord, won't you buy me 
a Mercedes Benz. My friends all drive Porsches. I must make amends. Worked hard all my lifetime. No help from my friends. So, oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Oh, Lord, won't you buy me a color TV? Dialing for dollars is trying to find me. I wait for delivery each day until three. So, oh, Lord, won't you buy me?